If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. and opinions expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others as always Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, October the 2nd, 2020. Today, I'll be talking about resistant hypertension and the lupus connection. Also, I'll be telling you what I'll be doing in November, the first weekend in November. So, hey, everybody, you know what I want you to do. That's right. From Shreveport to Abeville, Louisiana, grab that cup of coffee, grab that cup of tea, And to my listeners late at night, now you know I appreciate you just like I appreciate Big Frida and the creator of the crayon case, Miss Super. Grab that favorite glass of wine and come on and join the conversation right here on my story living with lupus podcast and if i had some bounce music of big frida i would play it for you so come on and join the conversation to discuss resistant hypertension and the lupus connection. First, what is resistant hypertension? Resistant hypertension is a condition where your blood pressure remains high or uncontrolled despite the medications you take to lower it. Hypertension, better known as high blood pressure, is a major health issue. 
But it becomes even more frustrating when you are on multiple medications and you don't see any improvement. Now, resistant hypertension in people with lupus is associated with higher risk of mortality. That's where resistant hypertension and the lupus connection comes in. We have to understand that people with lupus have an elevated risk for developing heart disease, which includes high blood pressure. There is a new study which compared risk of resistant hypertension, blood pressure that remains above goal despite treatment, and people with systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as, come on everybody, SLE. And people without lupus to identify factors associated with the condition. The researchers found that resistant hypertension, better known as RHTN, was nearly twice as prevalent in people with SLE. Factors associated with the condition were black race, lower renal function, um, high cholesterol, and increased inflammatory markers. Additionally, RHTN was associated with significantly higher mortality risk. The researchers concluded that people with lupus have higher risk of RHTN and the condition is an important comorbidity for clinicians to monitor in people with lupus because it is associated with a higher risk of death. Now, do you have lupus and you suffer from hypertension, which is uncontrollable regardless of what medications your doctor has placed you on? Now, there also exists a retrospective cohort study of increased incidence of resistant hypertension in patients with systemic lupus erythematosus. Now, the results of the study is as follows. RHTN was nearly twice as prevalent in patients with SLE compared to control subjects, 10.2% and 5.3% respectively, 
with an incidence rate of 10.2 versus 6.1 cases per 1,000 person years of observation. In patients with SLE, they found associations between RHTN and the African-American race, lower renal function, high cholesterol, and increased inflammatory markers. The conclusions, patients with SLE have a higher risk of RHTN compared to frequency matched controls independent of multi-covariants. RHTN is an important comorbidity for clinicians to recognize NSLE because it is associated with a higher risk of mortality. Now, you know, one thing that we all can do, and you may say, oh, I get so tired of hearing about changing the diet. But it is important that you do change your diet because what you put into your body plays a great deal on how your body functions. You put something bad in it. Do you think your body can automatically work off of that bad food that you place in your body? And and let's be for real. Your rheumatologist may not say it to you. Um, doctors will always tell us to, um, that we need to lose a little weight, but we may need to lose a little weight, but first, what is the root cause of the weight gain, which in the majority of lupus patients is the medication that we're on? which causes an increase in our weight. That's right. So do yourself a favor and watch what you place, oh, excuse me, into your body. Now, there exists a study which explores the association between diet and lupus. Now, in this study, in a large analysis of women, a long-term healthy diet was not associated with risks of incident lupus. However, High consumption of nuts, legumes, vegetables can potentially reduce 
lupus risk by 41%. And I'll tell you this. Um, as you guys know, I'm a vegan. Now, I'm not trying to get you to switch over to become a vegan. What I'm about to say, I want you to really think about it. Now, you know, if you have SLE, lupus attacks the internal organs, and we usually wind up with problems with our digestive system. Now, back when I was about um, 16, I would have problems digesting um, beef. And I would tell my mother, I said, something is going on with my stomach. I said, I can't eat what you fix for dinner. So she would have to cook me something totally different where I was able to digest you know, foods that I could digest. Um, as time went on, I could no longer digest chicken. So see, I have no other choice but to eat the way that I eat. If you would make small little changes, like say for instance, if you did a meatless Monday and just serve a plant-based meal and see how um, that affects your um, digestive system and also see if by replacing your Monday's meals with um, plant-based meals See if there's a change in your cholesterol and your hypertension if you suffer from hypertension. I bet you you'll see a change. Now, getting back to this study that explores the association between diet and lupus, the data, dietary quality intake and lifestyle, of two groups of female nurses, more than 173,000 was studied. The data was evaluated against their long-term adherence to four dietary quality scores. The 2010 Alternative Healthy Eating Index Alternative Mediterranean Diet Score, Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension, and the Imperial Dietary Inflammatory Pattern. These tools are used in clinical practice to measure dietary quality-based and evidence-based recommendations from the group only 194 lupus cases 
were identified. High diet scores, age, and other factors did not significantly affect lupus risk. Women with high scores in nut and legume consumption had a 41% decreased risk of lupus. When we return, we'll talk further, so stay with me. going to continue talking about association between diet and lupus. Now, um, this case study further states women with high scores in nuts, legume consumptions had a 41 decreased risk of lupus, the short-term high intake of the AHEI-2010 diet also suggested a lower risk. There are, are so many questions about how the external world may influence a person's likelihood of developing lupus. Everyone is interested in how diet may affect this risk. Here, they examined four different pre-specified dietary patterns associated in past studies with overall health and risk of cancer and hypertension. Hypertension, again, pops up. You see where I'm going with this. But in this large study of women followed for about 30 years, they did not find evidence of a um, effect of any of these specific diets influencing risk of developing lupus there still may be some effect of diet on lupus risk, but it is not a large effect and probably not related to any of these dietary patterns in particular. There exists so much exploration on diet and lupus and more research is needed to understand how food choices may play a role in the development or progression of the disease. Now, in general, we should always try to follow a nutritious, well-balanced, and varied um, diet. 
But first, I have to say, please consult with your doctor if you are considering any changes to your diet. Now, I want to tell you this. All, um, what I have, eight or nine doctors I've seen, all of them said, Susan, switch your diet up. It will help with the lupus flares. Um, it will help you your health overall. And I explained to them, I don't eat meat. I can't eat dairy. Can't handle gluten. I'm dairy free. And they said, that's good. That's good. And if you would just, don't be scared to sit and discuss it with your doctors and say, hey, do you think if I change up the way I eat, is there a possibility that I can come off of some of these meds? Now, if you're looking for your doctors to do like mine did, say, hey, switch up, switch up your diet. This is not going well with you. Switch up and do this. Instead of eating this, eat that. You have to become proactive on your part. It all stems back to you being proactive in your own health care. And whether you believe it or not, you're the only one in control. If your physician see that you're proactive with your own health care, what do you think he or she may do? In their mind, they would say, oh, I'm so glad I got Tim or Sally on board. Now we can phase this in and we can finally get him or her off of this man. You know, um, I'm going to say it again. What you put into your body is what you get out of your body. And it does not hurt to also get up and, and become proactive in doing your exercise. Get up. Start out by walking the block or um, walking around the park. Or if you have a, a, a dog, take your dog out for a walk. You are a group of girlfriends or guys. Get together and become proactive and um, get an exercise program started. You will not believe how much better you will feel mentally and 
physically. You know, but it, it all starts with you. What you place in is what you get out. What you put into yourself is what you get out of it. Get, you can, if you put the right things, I should say, into your body, you can come off those meds. You can um, just feel better overall. And, um, hey, we only have one body. So, regardless of what condition it is in, Get up and be proactive. Start putting more fruits and vegetables into your body. And I'll say this. And I've said this for the longest. They pump this. If you're eating meat. They pump it up with so many antibiotics and growth hormones. Why do you think when you go to the doctor and you go for an infection and the doctor said, well, this antibody, antibiotic didn't work, so we're going to have to try another one. If you're consuming that meat that's pumped up with antibiotics and growth hormones, why don't you think the antibiotic that the doctor prescribed for you is not working. Think about it. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, do the research yourself and see what they're pumping up into these animals to make them bigger, plumper, so they can go and sell them and get more money. Just check it out. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Thank you for hanging in there with me, love. As many of you know that I have a non-profit was named in honor of my parents who believed in giving back to the community. The nonprofit is called the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness. Coming up in November, the first weekend in November, myself, along with some colleagues, will be hitting the streets of Detroit, feeding the homeless, and also um, passing out clothing, winter coats, boots, blankets, socks, hats, and um, gloves to the homeless. Um, our mission is 
extending a helping hand rather than pointing a finger. This initiative of ours is an ongoing one. So to read further um, about the foundation, you can go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash C-E-M-P-H foundation dot com. Um, you can read about my parents. Um, there is an abundance of information that is on the foundation website. If you would like to join our efforts in giving back to the community, um, you are more than welcome to either send in um, items to the CEMPH Foundation. P.O. Box 20954, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. If you would like to donate, you can go to the website. It is secured um, and make a donation there. The foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit, which means that you are able to take your monetary donation off on your taxes. We will provide documentation for you to do that. We have a lot of things that are in the making for the new year. We are planning on programs for individuals who suffer from chronic illness such as lupus and any other chronic illness. We are working on that. We also have um, on the website items that you can purchase, awareness jewelry. And also on my story, Living with Lupus website, our store will be up and running October the 1st, 2020. So in about another week, we are adding items to the store daily and 100% of your purchase on the My Story Living with Lupus website goes to assisting 
individuals in the community, lupus community, and those who suffer from chronic illness via the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation. So those funds go to the foundation to help assist patients purchase medication, food, um, items that are needed within your home. Um, This year, the foundation um, presented to a family here in Michigan a $100 Visa gift card to help with school-age children who are are in a traditional or home school setting. We also have given to what we call our hometown town heroes um, a $100 Visa gift card during COVID-19. You can read about that also on the foundation website. Um, our first year with the foundation, we assisted Detroit area public schools in providing much needed items in the classrooms. We assisted teachers. We have been feeding families here in Detroit purchasing medication. So we have been doing a lot of things. We've also helped individuals in the chronic illness and lupus community with purchase of um medications so like i said if you would like to send items to donate to the homeless this year you can um, send those items once again to cemph foundation p.o box 20954 ferndale michigan Four eight two two zero. If you would like to make a monetary donation, which is tax deductible, you can go on over to the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks website at https colon forward slash forward slash C-E-M-P-H dot com. Your donations are greatly appreciated. All right, we've come to the end. That's right. Look, but before I go, You know that we are coming upon election season. I'm not going to sit here 
and tell you who to vote for because I can't do that. You see what's going on in this country every day. The choice is yours. You're either going to step up to the plate or you're going to sit back and say my vote doesn't count because of what happened four years ago. Your vote does count. It is in, It is very important that you get up, get out, and show this country we do still have the power. So please, get up. Get out, get your neighbors, get your homeboys, get your homegirls, get grandma, get grandpa. If you don't want to go to the polls, get your ballots, request your ballots. And get them in. I want to leave you with this. There is one on the inside to guide you. Who knows everything from the beginning to the end. I want you to... Rely on his guidance and direction in every decision. Expect his power to aid you in every crisis as well as in every day life. He is more powerful than the enemy and you know what else Satan is no match for him I'm Susan Hendricks for my story living with lupus podcast I want you to have a most safe peaceful and oh so blessed weekend. I'll see you next week for another episode. And as I stated before, request your ballot to vote.